Good morning. Thank you all for your tefillos for my sister, Rina Esther Basiafa Gita. Baruch Hashem, the surgery went well, and we are hoping she will be discharged from the hospital today. Um, I'd like to share with you something from Parshas Kisisa that has relevance, certainly to my family, and I think probably to all of yours too. In this week's Parsha, we have the story of the Egal Hazahav, the golden calf. After B'nai Yisrael made the calf and danced around it, Hashem told Moshe what they had done, and Moshe immediately davened for Hashem to not destroy them. Then he turned to go down the mountain with the Luchos. When Moshe was coming down, Yehoshua met him, and Yehoshua said, Kol milchama b'machana, there's a sound of battle in the camp. But Moshe responded, Vayomer ein kol anos gvura ve'ein kol anos chalusha, Kol anos anochishomea. He said, This is not a sound of military strength that I hear, and it's not a sound of weakness in battle. It is a sound of distress that I hear. What's going on here with this conversation? Rabbi Meir Schwab of Denver taught me that of course Yehoshua could hear the sounds, and he knew there wasn't a real war being fought in the camp. He knew he was hearing people who had lost control of themselves. It was a spiritual battle. But Moshe Rabbeinu said to him, No, that's not enough. You cannot just hear the facts of what's going on. To be a leader of the Jewish people, you need to think beyond to the reasons why. Why did B'nai Yisrael lose control? The Ramban brings a medrash um, about this exact matter. And he says, Moshe said to Yoshua, Misha asid linhog serara al Yisrael, eno mavchin bein kol lakol. A person who's going to be a leader of the Jewish people has to be able to differentiate between sounds. Not just the sounds, because of course Yehoshua could hear the sounds accurately, but the motivations that led to the sounds. Moshe is asking, why are there sounds of a drunken brawl in the camp? Why are there sounds of a spiritual battle? Maybe they just left Hashem for no reason, but maybe not. Maybe it's because they're in pain. Maybe they're worried that they lost their leader. And maybe they're depressed about it, which led them to do crazy things, which led to these sounds that we're hearing. Moshe's message to Yoshua is, if you want to be a leader, you have to look to understand why people do Averos. Why do they do things wrong? So that you can help bring them back. As mothers, we also have this responsibility to not only see misbehavior, but wonder why, what led to this, particularly as we move from the sugar highs and crashes of Purim into the busyness of preparing for Pesach, this is a great time to remind ourselves to search for the why behind behavior. When we understand the underlying stressors and challenges that led to misbehavior, we're not condoning it. We're not saying, since you had such a late night and you had too much sugar on Purim, it's okay that you're chutzpah today. No, not at all. But we can understand that late nights and lots of sugar make it hard for a person to control themselves. And we can understand that it is normal for a child to act up in that situation. And we can help them recover equanimity with healthy food, getting back into a schedule that works for them. And even as we disapprove of the behavior, we can express understanding that it is normal to find this period difficult. And they and we will get past it. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't give the Jews a free pass for Cheta Egel since he understood the challenges that led to it. Not at all. We are still suffering from that today. 
But his message to Yehoshua is one that we all need to internalize. As mothers, as leaders of our families, it is our responsibility not only to react to problems, but to make sure we're asking ourselves, why? What is behind this? What led to this? Have a wonderful day.